Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bacchanal Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? We have David Amell of Android Authority back on the show, and there's a lot of really fun stuff to talk about, including his time with the LG Wing. Uh, what I find funny, though, is having one of my old colleagues from Android Authority on, I can finally confess to him that, yes, Apple products are starting to win me over, in particular, the Apple Watch SE. We talk about that a little bit on the show before the break, after which we get into all of Amazon's various announcements earlier in the day uh, that we were recording this. Things that included the Luna Plus gaming service, and then, of course, the Ring Home, which I'm sure everyone has some sort of opinion on. In any case, we're going to go ahead and get into this conversation with David Amell of Android Authority regarding Amazon, the LG Wing, and more. Enjoy. David Amell, good to see you once again. Look at that cut. Oh. <laughs> we're so going to go... You 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 bring it up on other shows also about your hair, so I'm gonna All do the same. same. I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always annoyed at my hair. It's hard to control. I think it's a good I think it's a good cut. And honestly, I have been mulling it over myself because I literally have something like a mullet starting to form. <laughs> so Yeah. But it's not that bad. I mean, I think I think you and I, I do you remember like it makes me remember our time in Japan when we got a haircut for like <laughs> eighty bucks or something. Dude, but we also got massages yeah. for like half an hour mm-hmm. it was amazing it was it was expensive but it was totally worth it yeah the service was amazing uh in any case it's been a little while the last uh the last month i have been sort of i i make no bones about it on here on the show that i have been focusing on a bit of a comfort zone over the last month uh mm. so i've had nick gray and tk bay on uh, they have good setups and they're usually pretty reliable and and uh, available typically, especially yeah. especially during the last minute. Because there, there are sometimes when plans I had would fall through and then I would have to ask them like the morning of. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but with you, I made sure to ask at the beginning of the week. So it's good to have you back on right. the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So how have you been? Like I know that you went on like a little bit of a vacay. Uh, I tried. It didn't really work out. <laughs> oh no. Um. Yeah, I had, I basically all I wanted to do like I, I I scheduled a vacation three times and I kept having to move it because devices kept coming in that were important. Yeah, and I kept having to guess. I kept having to be like, okay, I think this is the week that I can take off, and then I would kind of schedule it, and then it just wouldn't work. So I kept moving, 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 and I was actually supposed to be the week before last, but then Surface Duo uh, came in and they told us the embargo date and everything. And I was like, uh, um, so I had to move it. Anyway, I went to California and Washington um, just for a bit. I went to Santa Cruz to see a couple friends who I went to college with. And then I went to Washington because the one thing I wanted to do for my whole week off was to just rent a car and then drive into the Cascades mm. um, and do some film photography there. But, uh, you know, right as I got to California, the wildfires started and it was really smoky there. And then when I flew up to Washington, it was beautiful for one day. And then all the smoke from California drifted up to it Washington. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't yeah. really go outside. And I was kind of just like, well, I'm kind of just stuck on Twitter all day, which is not good. So, I, yeah, it wasn't it, it was a vacation. And I, I haven't made a video. Well, I did because I made a LG wing video during my vacation and, and an article. So it's not, you know, but whatever. Yeah, it was it was is at least good getting away from the concrete jungle of New York and seeing just like a different green. a different form of scenery. And I think I asked you in our chat once, yeah. 
like what was the travel like because i think you're you're one of the only people that we know who actually Mm. boarded a plane lately yeah (laughs) i have boarded a plane a few times now um and generally it's like really really fine the first time i took a plane during this uh there were five people on my plane like literally and it was a full seven it was a 747 Mm -hmm. uh so we could sit anywhere we wanted uh on my way back there were also five people and they were like you know what we're gonna put all of you in first class because literally why not so we all got put in first class for no reason um yeah it's it's i mean one thing that makes it not that dangerous is that one there are just so few people flying right now two a lot of the major airlines do no middle seats so that helps a lot and then you know obviously they were like really really serious about people having masks on um i actually on my flight from new york to california there was a i had a layover and there was a guy that was an anti-masker that was on the plane and got in an argument with the and they actually had to call security and they kicked him off and they arrested him because he got really aggressive with someone and our plane we got delayed by three hours because of that (laughs) it was like it was a huge mess um just because it ended up messing up it it ended up messing up like all the air traffic control stuff and yeah so anyway yeah it's it's like fine i i'm still taking like tons of precautions like um you have to wear a mask the whole time you're on the plane which is what you should do Mm -hmm. which is fine and then just like i have my friends who i see you know get screenings before i see them and i get screenings before i see them and um we try to stay either outside or not hanging out with a lot of other people so yeah um, it's okay like honestly like again my main plan was to just drive into the forest and rent a car and drive into the cascades for a solid week by myself that was my plan so i figured it was fine Um, yeah didn't work out well (laughs) hopefully hopefully i'll do it again i remember you were talking about taking that week off and i kept thinking i really want to do that i have like this idea floating around that once we're able to we should just get a group together and like run away somewhere for like two weeks yeah bring our work with us sure but like just be somewhere else for once and i keep seeing in the news this whole this whole thing about um hawaii is going to start allowing tourists to come in again as long as you have tested negative in the last 72 hours of your trip and then you get tested again once you land when you get there and I'm just like, you know, a part of me, once like November rolls around and we're past yeah. Techtober, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'll just like pack a bag full of tech and go for two weeks. I kind of just. It's not a bad idea. Because yeah. we're used to going to Hawaii in December anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, because <laughs> um, their, their whole population, like their, their cases are like very low. So I would feel halfway safe being there as long as yeah. it's true that everyone is negative, right? So mm-hmm. I did see a thing about how because so many colleges are remote right now um there's a lot of college students who are like we're totally remote let's just go like instead of renting a a house in the town that we were supposed to go to college in let's just rent a house in hawaii and i'll just do our schoolwork from hawaii (laughs) so apparently a lot of people are doing that which is surprising yeah Um, it's true so i mean if you can afford it then worth it maybe yeah like just just two weeks just two weeks in an airbnb not even trying to like go nuts with like even the food or partying or anything like that just, just buy a lot there. of macadamia nuts and exactly survive off of that <laughs> i have a costco membership i'm good yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. so uh we are going uh david did uh, allude to it a little bit earlier we are going to talk about the lg wing i did want to uh talk a little bit about just 
just a couple of updates from my end. Uh, since I have been talking over the last two or three weeks about the fires that have been happening in California, uh, David, of course, showed me some of the smoke that traveled up to Seattle or to yeah. Washington State, rather. And the actual fires. They, that those were those shots were from the planes, so that's why they were like, yeah, looked like yeah. hell opened up and it was crazy. So the... Um, the thing is, the the fire that's the the the, the, fire, the part of the fire that was closest to me is now contained, thank God. But the other half of the fire is still raging north mm-hmm. on the other side of the forest. But what does that? But what that does mean is I no longer have an evacuation warning, which is why my whole setup is finally back up and running. So I'm finally back in fighting shape as far as uh, work is concerned. So I'm trying to catch. There's so many things. You let one week go by, and there's so <laughs> much to do. I know it's oh, insane. Yeah. It's like every day, like, I think like last Wednesday, there were like eight major announcements. And I was like, why? Why does this happen? Even today, like one company will come out with like half a dozen products. And we're going to talk about those after the break. That'll be the last half of our show is all of Amazon stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, last week was Apple's event. And I did have Nick on to talk about it a little bit. And what I loved is that this past weekend, I got the Apple Watch SE, which is what's on my wrist right now. Oh. And... <laughs> I did an unboxing and I talked about how this is my first 24 hours ever with an Apple watch. And I got to tell you, like you and I used to be colleagues over at Android authority. And there are so many comments on that video of like, Josh is converting. We're losing him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and the thing is, I do have to say this thing, this, 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 this one product, like every Apple product, we can always agree like, oh yeah, there are, there are merits to it. It is nice. The iPad's useful for XYZ. The iPhone has its fans, blah, blah, blah. I think this is the first time ever that an Apple product is literally winning me over. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like when I hear people talking about like why the, I, you know, I, I meet a lot of people randomly, especially when I'm traveling and they'll ask where I work and everything. And I tell them and then they're like, Oh, you know, I would use an Android phone, but, and I, I don't know why they feel compelled to, like, give me excuses, because I really do not care. Um, but oh, you like, work I, in Android Authority? Oh, oh, oh no. I, oh. Well, I've gotten that a couple times, but usually it's like, I would use an Android phone, it's just X. And before the Apple Watch, it was iMessage, but you yes. know what I hear, I, not the Apple Watch, yeah, yeah, before the Apple Watch was iMessage, but what I hear more now is that I love my Apple Watch too much. I couldn't switch over to anything else. And it, oh, I mean, it's it, kind of... It, I get it now. Yeah. It's, that's so nuts. <laughs> Dude, especially with like the Apple Fitness Plus thing that they just announced uh, yeah. as part of the Apple One thing. It's like, if you have the LTE model, like you don't even need your phone for like half of what you do. You can go out for a run. You've got your AirPods and your Apple Watch. And if someone calls you and they need to talk to you, they can. Mm-hmm. Like you don't... You know, you can even go out for drinks with your friend and you can text from your wrist, but you're not tied to the social media aspect that your phone gives you. And yeah, I mean, I just wish that there could be an Android where... Well, I wish Android Rover was any good. Well, Wear OS. But. Wear OS. Well, it's that's yeah. the thing. Like, I, I want to revisit Wear OS for the sake of really testing this thing out. And But when I think about it, it's just the way that um, Apple apps render on the apple watch is so significant mm. because mm. i think the the the, the one liner that i thought of that will be in my uh, complaints and takeaways review video is the main takeaway i have is when things happen on the apple watch they feel significant mm. whereas on the wear os side mm. it's just an extra little card or screen that appears 
There's, yeah. There doesn't really feel like there's a whole lot of weight behind it. It's just another way of looking at the same information. But every time I get a notification on here, every time I hit this bottom corner um, complication to look at how many hours I've been fasting, it's mm. just there's a certain weight to it. Like the haptics uh, give you like a feel of it. Yeah, I mean, the haptics on Apple devices are unmatched for real. Like Especially on the Apple Watch, I've heard that it feels like someone's tapping on your wrist. Exactly. I've never That's used what an Apple Watch, but... Yeah, I mean, that's why they have the heartbeat feature, where mm-hmm. if two people are wearing it, you can feel each other's heartbeat at any given time. It's so nuts. And then the other thing, and this is something I've known for a long time, and we've, we've known it uh, working with Android exclusively for such a long time. Mm. Uh, third-party accessories are second to none on an Apple device. Yeah, I mean, any Apple device, yeah. Insane yeah. amount of accessories, yeah. I mean, I literally redid the whole look of this yeah like, i had no it, idea that was an apple watch when you were i thought it was like a garmin or something no <laughs> so. i put i put a case on it with a yellow mm-hmm. rim i even have the uh the braided loop band that yeah. they have um i don't I, have there's a lot that. of controversy around that right there now, is anyway. because of the sizing right like people yeah. are wondering um, the printout is like two sizes too big <laughs> it's like how did you not check this <laughs> and also it's a hundred bucks like oh it's a hundred bucks yeah. just for the band, which is why when that I saw, right. I found this twenty dollar band and uh, yeah. loop, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And it's and the thing is, like, some people on those comments on Amazon would be like, "Yeah, but it it frays after a while." I'm like, "Well, then buy another one. It's twenty five bucks." Yeah, it's twenty five bucks. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just something. I even asked Jaime, like, you know, because of my kind of unique perspective on it having never used an apple watch before do you want me to do a review for pocket now and he's like no dude like i'm doing it (laughs) Uh, i was like all right fine but you know i will talk about on the show i've never used one before um i think that like i'm okay using an iphone just to you know because there are like you said there's merits to it so Mm -hmm. i switch back to it every now and then especially because there's there's a few friends that i have that will only message me through iMessage same (laughs) The benefits of the iPhone are, are that you are of iMessage in general is that you can be tied to just a email. Mm-hmm. So I have just my email on there. So I can just I can still message people through Wi-Fi like Chai only wants to talk to me through iMessage. Um, <laughs> Brandon Havard like only talks to me through iMessage. Uh, I was like, ah. no sentence has made more sense. <laughs> what? That one right what, Brandon? <laughs> what, Brandon? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, yeah. and I thought about it. I thought about getting the cellular version, but it would doesn't the service cost more money? So that was like the thing. I don't want to have to pay right. for extra. It's another service. like ten dollars a month or something like that. Exactly. And if it had yeah. a SIM tray, I could put a Google Fi SIM in there, a data SIM, and that would yeah. be fine. But they, they don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's just a thought that I wanted to have. Uh, I wanted to put out there because I would love I'm, to try one at some point, for, but for some reason, like. Anything that, like, okay, I'm, I'm fine, like I said earlier, I'm fine with having an iPhone because like an iPhone, but for some reason, I don't want to be seen wearing AirPods or an Apple Watch, <laughs> and I don't know what it is, and like, I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but like, <laughs> for some reason, it just like bothers me, um, because I'm, you know, I'm You're a hipster, that guy. obviously. I mean... Well, we're, we're super I'm keen. That, I'm that guy. Goodbye. <laughs> Fair. I'm, yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> it's I'm very a hipster. It's I don't know. So like, oh well, yeah, I mean, when when you're that guy that on like, what's the river that's right next to your area in Brooklyn? Is it East River? Uh, the East River. Yeah. yeah. So you're on the East River 
with that camera around your neck. Like that's that's an image in and of itself. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I notice it too whenever I watch things. But the thing is, we're eagle-eyed because we work in the tech industry. The mm. whenever I watch like regular TV and a host has an Apple Watch on, I'm like, oh, Apple Watch. Like it's one of the most recognizable things. Same yeah, thing with it the almost Air blends Air in at this point, mm-hmm. which is a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just uh, some thoughts I wanted to put out there. Um, it, the, the moment I put it on uh, earlier this week, or rather last Saturday, and then I got one of those iMessage messages. Oh, and you're like, wow, it feels so good. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, like I can keep up with my friends so easily with this thing. And it's just like, ugh. It, it, yeah. it, it already had a very palpable use. Like mm-hmm. it became practical in that first second. And I was like, frick i can't believe it this is gonna be this is gonna be what wins me over i can't i can't believe this is happening <laughs> you know it's funny i'm usually like using an android phone and that but on my on my desk i have an iphone sitting there just sitting on a, a charger permanently because when i get people message that message me i just have it right there so if i'm working and people are i messaging me it's right there but yeah it's usually not my primary phone unless like like right now i am using it as my primary phone because one the Surface Duo was a hot mess. Um, and two, I wanted to test iOS 14 just to kind of prepare for the iPhone 12 um, before I have to review that. Isn't so. it? Isn't it so interesting to see the strides iOS is making? Because yeah. we used to we used to say all the time that like iOS is just what iOS looks like. You can't really customize it. You can't really blah. customize it. Now look at all these people sharing their home screens. Like. Yeah, I mean it's still a, it's still like a hack to get the icons to look different. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how much control. And this is a whole never conversation. But I don't know how much control Apple is going to eventually be willing to give up. You know, like. They're very, very, like, they made a big deal about them making new icons for, like, the new macOS version, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how much control they're going to eventually be willing to let people have over, like, what their icons look like. Like, right now, it's it's a hack, so I'm not sure if there will ever be an official way to do it, but yeah. it would be nice. Because if they did make an official way with icon packs and stuff, it would basically be Android, because now you have widgets and you have, like... There's so many similarities. I mean, there's and, differences. Obviously. And it'll be funny because that'll give way to like themes, like yeah. styles. And that's that's a, such an Android thing. So right. it'll be interesting I mean, to see if it goes it would make there. a lot of sense because like people, you know, I, uh, Apple products have so many different, like you said, third-party accessories mm-hmm. that like not only would you customize like the look of it through a case or, you know, a skin, but you could also customize your screen and that would help considering a lot of people have iPhones and they all look pretty much the same on the, well, on the screen. So it would almost help the tribalism a little, I feel like, yeah, because people I think aren't would. all just like, it's not like just one thing for everybody. It's right. going to be customized across the board. Right. So hopefully, so maybe the iPhone might not be your day, like one of your mains. I, I try, I, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but I try really hard not to use Did the words daily driver. Daily driver. Yeah. I like yeah. main at this point. Um, so if it's, it may not be one of your mains. It's a gamer term, but it's one of your mains. Uh, would the LG wing be one though? There's your segue. Cause I got to tell you, you, I saw your video on it and I've been seeing a lot of people's videos on it. Uh, shouts out to Isa for putting a really comprehensive unboxing yeah. together. Um, Michael was talking about how he was like really into her video on that apparently 100 um yeah. and 
I, I, I don't very comprehensive. <laughs> it was very just because I was on vacation, dude. I was like, I just need to get this out. Well, also, like everyone yeah. has been saying, like, this is not this is not final yet. It's not even a final. Yeah. Thing so yeah. it, which I found funny, like a lot of content has come out and they all had to say, hey, this is still pre pro. Like, it's, it's right. Interesting. I mean, they told us like they told us you can't like show performance or reviews or anything because it's all pre-production, which is funny because um, like a couple of our friends, not only Isa, but also Ben Sin, they have final asian units so they've been able oh. to do <laughs> that makes sense yeah. he said that they're gonna send us new ones eventually but i mean it's gonna be sold on verizon uh t-mobile and at&t which is really surprising for like an experimental device like this i'm seriously excited for it yeah and i wanted it's to get your cool. your thoughts on it in terms of like what exactly aside from just sort of the fun because when when i put out my review of the z fold 2 i i, I th there was a very polarized ex uh, response because mm -hmm. i made it very clear this is a fun device and if that is what you're looking for 2k sounds perfect like you can have yeah. so much fun with this phone but yeah. the thing is i finally came to the conclusion that fun is not enough and i wonder if that's going to be the same with the wing um I actually, okay, so I think it was Stephen Hall who tweeted this right after it got announced, um, and I, I said this in my video. I think this phone is extremely practical for people who drive a lot, uh, especially like Uber drivers or delivery drivers, because a lot of drivers I've seen like will have either two phones or they'll have a phone and a tablet. And like one of those devices is running Google Maps or like the Uber app and the other is running like Spotify or their phone app or something like that. And so the ability to like put something like Spotify or, or Google Maps on one screen and then put the other thing on another screen makes a lot of sense, especially if you can mount it like that. Um, so for, for people who drive a lot, super useful. Uh, Anabong did a did a, like a gaming video mm -hmm. on on the wing Thunder E board at work yeah <laughs> uh, and I didn't actually consider some of the things that he was showing in his video which was like you can be gaming on the screen in horizontal mode and then you can have the little screen flipped up with like little ambient information like whether you have a a texting something that that um, the Mister Mobile Michael Fisher. Uh, we we debated about the Surface Duo for so freaking long together because we had it for like two and a half weeks before the reviews went live. So every day, all day, we we're just like trying to talk about it. And um, he kept saying how he really likes that he can have like a group chat on one display with ambient information coming in and be doing his main thing on the other display. Like he doesn't really use it as a multitasking device, more as a like here's some extra ambient info that might be useful when I look over every now and then. Yeah, uh, and I think that. The wing is also also useful in that sense. Um, the one thing that I think it's going to be amazing for is people who run emulators, but specifically uh, specifically like emulators for consoles that were originally on TVs. So like PS2, GameCube, uh, because those were originally in wider screen formats already, right? So. If you can have, and there's a lot of emulators that are like highly customizable and let you move buttons around. So if you have like a PS2 game or something on the top sideways screen, the long screen, mm -hmm. and then you have the smaller squarish display and you have your buttons, yep, um, that's awesome. Like it's so cool. So I think there's a lot of different use cases for this, which is super surprising because like when <laughs> I first saw it, I was like, this is freaking weird. And it's cool that it's weird. 
And one thing that was really interesting to me was how good it is or like how well it worked and how well it executed things and like how everything worked well together. Like you can be playing a YouTube video on the top long uh, main display if it's sideways. And if it's flipped open, the little square display will have all your YouTube controls. So you can have Mm. like pause, play, like like volume. So you don't have to like, you know, mess it. And it's like, that works on a lot of apps. It works on Google Maps, YouTube, like a lot of apps that I don't know if that's part of the Android API to like give a second display ambient information controls and then developers put that in or not, or whether they worked with Google on it specifically. Um, but I think Spotify also had some of that. So I don't know. It, it just, whereas the I compare this to the Surface Duo a lot, but that's just because they're both dual screen phones yeah, second in a way. screen devices the surface duo felt like i mean the biggest problem i think with the surface duo is that the phone itself thinks it's a tablet and it, it tries to like intersect the code to like compartmentalize things onto each display but the lg wing like doesn't think it's a tablet it like recognizes it as a second display kind of like how um my zenbook pro duo has that display on the bottom and it recognizes that as a USB monitor. So when you, when the, when the, and this is why it's really hacky, when the laptop goes to sleep, you'll get the windows like, doo doo doo, like disconnected noise because it feels, it thinks it's disconnecting an external <laughs> monitor. Um, so anyway, the LG Wing is similar. And I think that's the way to go for dual screen devices. I think that you need to think of the second display on dual screen devices as like completely separate monitors yeah because that, that's um, the reason why lg used to call it way. second screen that's what it used like yeah. historically that's what they used to call it and I, i'm right there with you I, I i tweeted out that the only thing they have to do is give me the controls on the smaller screen when i play games mm-hmm. and I, I would love that also but the other scenario that i keep thinking of is like it, it's literally the scenario i deal with every single day i'm watching youtube and then a notification for like telegram comes in it would be dope if when i'm watching youtube and telegram shades down i mm-hmm. f- i hit that flip or swivel and then yeah. the video keeps playing on top but then telegram populates on the bottom so i right. can respond to it so like uh, little touches one thing like that, that is one thing that is cool that works with that is that the displays maintain um i'm trying to think of the word they're consistent so if you if you have it open in that form and you've got youtube on the top and telegram on the bottom little display and then you're like, oh, I don't need Telegram anymore. You close it and you're watching YouTube for 10 minutes and then you get another Telegram notification. If you swivel it open, Telegram will still be on that small display. And that's because- That's so sick. That's because it sees it as a second display. It's yeah. not It's not like it's a longer display and it has to repopulate it. It's always there. The display is just kind of off, right? Mm-hmm. So it sees it as a second monitor. So like, yeah, look, I loved that. I loved that. I was like, it's cool that- if I'm in a, if I'm in one app and I have Spotify on the small display, I can just do a flick, quick flip, do whatever button combo I need to do, and then swipe it back down. And like the uh, the swivel works really well too. Like it feels like a pretty well built phone, and it's it's only like slightly thicker than a regular smartphone. Um, if you count the Z height of the Note Twenty Ultra's <laughs> camera bump, <laughs> it's like the same thickness. Um, if you don't then it's only really thicker by like a panel like a screen a screen mm-hmm. thicker basically which really isn't that bad yeah. it's it's 
probably two thirds as thick as like the fold two. Wow, so. that's that's pretty nuts, and it's great that yeah. to, to hear that like use case works really well. I'm so into mm-hmm. it. Like I I, I yeah. can't wait, and I even think like back in the day, I, it wasn't LG. I thought it was LG, but back in the day. I remember watching a lot of, I was really into, well, I still am into like Asian pop and K-pop and all that. And there were a bunch, usually phone companies would partner up with like a music artist and promote their product inside of the music videos. Mm. One of them was a swivel screen and it was literally mm. like you had a whole screen, but then when you swiveled it, it um, revealed a, a T9 keyboard. Yeah. Like a physical. Yeah, like a sidekick, right? Yeah, kind of. Like um, um, Iron Man 1. Uh, there was an LG phone that was a swivel phone that was just like that. And it yeah. kind of looked like the wing. So I don't think it was a real product, but it was made to look futuristic and it's pretty much the wing. Which is so funny. Back then, futuristic still had a keypad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, tactile for life, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just can't wait for, for my try with that. I'm... I'm not. To, it's not to say that I'm more excited for the wing than I was for the Z Fold 2. I'm actually really grateful that I even had any time with the Z Fold 2. It's mm. just, and I said this on Twitter, two weeks with the Z Fold 2 told me everything I need to know. And it's the mm. same thing as if someone were to buy it and then two weeks later, right before the return yeah. window, you decide I'm going to give it back. Yeah, I think so two weeks is an ample amount of time with something. Usually. Yeah, 100%. And there, there, are, there are a few things that I think like it's not that you need more time it's that like maybe you come to appreciate things more later like um oh yeah totally on my zenbook pro duo like for the first week or two i thought the second display was useless and i was like why is this a thing why is this here but it is like right now i'm video calling you on my surface book three because it has a better front-facing camera than pretty much any other laptop it is good yeah it's 1080p so it's like the only 1080p webcam only the surfaces have it but um Regardless, uh, I use the ZenBook Pro Duo all the time now, and when I have to switch on another laptop, whether it's my Surface Book 3 or, like, my Pixelbook, I'm like, uh, where is my second display? Like, I really want my second display. Especially during briefings, I'll have, like, the actual, the briefing up top, and then I'll have uh, Google Docs on the bottom, so I can write in Google Docs without actually having to, like, click away from, like, what's being shown to us. So Mm. it's like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, or like Telegram. If I'm working on something, I can have Telegram on the bottom and quickly switch. Like when I'm playing Dota, I'll have Telegram on the bottom so I can talk to people while I'm playing Dota. It's like yeah, amazing. that's me now too. With uh, Well, I only have one monitor for this desktop, but like I would do the same thing. I've been playing, uh, I don't know if you heard of the game Spellbreak. It's a... heard of it? It's Is all it magic. Like it, ish, yeah. It's by, uh, oh, I forget the name. Proletariat. It's by Proletariat. And it's a... Uh, battle royale but it's based in like, oh. all mages oh. and magic so it's way less it's way less stressful than a regular battle royale game because mm-hmm. it's got this really good art style and it's all magic so you just it's it's really interesting so i'm getting into it now and it's free so we should play it sometime that's like new right yeah pretty it's new. new okay yeah. the beta's been out for a while but it recently got a full release and it's free to play um, i kind of like that battle royales have now just become like their own genre that you can have unique takes on because mm-hmm. for a while, like anytime anything would come out that was a battle Royale, people would just be like, they just directly copied Fortnite. Yeah, know? pretty much. But um, now like, because people are trying new things within the battle Royale genre, which I think is cool. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. before we get too far on the gaming tangents, there is actually a way to segue into it, but first we're going to have a little break. <laughs> It's funny whenever we have a show 
and I'm thinking of what topics to talk about, uh, some of them are really obvious. Others aren't until the actual day we record. And this morning was Amazon. Yeah. Wow. Oh, um, yeah. Talk, <laughs> that talk. happens a lot with us when we're doing this show, huh? It's right? like everything happens every freaking day. So, And I will say, we're, we're going to get into what I think is on a lot of people's minds after the uh, the Amazon <laughs> uh, after the Amazon announcements. But, oh, uh, that's what you're going to segue into. Yeah, but for now, we're going to do we're going to we're going to segue the gaming into the fact that Amazon's trying to do a streaming service, a game yeah. streaming service. This is talk- interesting. Yeah, it seemed relatively confusing. So I had to talk to them a little bit more about how it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird. It's like they're doing channels. So there's like the what, what is the name of it? It's called um was the main service called again? Luna? Oh, Luna. Yeah, Luna. Luna. Mm-hmm. So there's a Luna Plus channel. Uh, so you buy the controller for $50. And then there's the Luna Plus channel, which is like the standard channel. And that's $6 a month. And that includes like, right now I think they said it includes like over 500 games or something. Which 100. is pretty, oh, 100? Oh, yeah. yeah, one, that's yeah what over 100 games. But some of those games looked, which is, some of those games looked really good like they were like mainstream titles which is interesting which is funny because like during the live stream they showed like what are basically mobile games like could be mobile game you know how like apple apple game plus or whatever it's called apple arcade is like it's not streaming it's just like mobile games right Mm -hmm. so it's not like a big deal but then when you compare this to like stadia like this has some serious games on it um but then there's going to be other channels for like studios that have enough games that they think that they can get people to pay monthly for that channel. And right now the only one that's announced is the Ubisoft, Ubisoft. channel, yeah. which is going to, you know, it's going to have a Assassin's Creed Valhalla and then all the other stuff. Um, but it seems like Luna is like a mix between it's like it's cable TV had a baby with Xbox Game Pass in a, a way. A little bit. And and to be fair, Prime Video works like this. There are certain channels that right. you can buy on top of your Prime Video yeah. subscription. Free uh, with premium add-ons. Exactly. What, uh, the yeah. HBO, Cinemax, all that stuff. So they're going to treat game developers in the same way. Whether or not other ones are going to join uh, alongside Ubisoft, that's a whole different thing. But I could see this as a nice gateway for like indie developers to get their games in more people's hands. I, I, mm-hmm. I do kind of get that. Um, what's funny, though, is a lot of indie games are kind of free to play now anyway. So I'm not sure if it'll... <laughs> If it'll turn into like yeah. kind of like Spellbreak, which we just talked about, but right. there are some good titles here. Yeah, I can see like Shadow Tactics, Control, Grid. Um, let's yeah, like see. those are games that launched on Stadia as like pretty mainline titles, like Grid and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Valhalla this, because it's Ubisoft, but yeah, that's yeah, a good, good one. Yeah, right, right. That's a high. This is the thing, though, and we've had this discussion before. I remember hosting a show when we did Android Authority podcast together. Like, are we oversubscriptioned to death? And this is just adding to that. It's it's. I feel like we there's a new subscription that pops up every freaking five minutes, dude. It's it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> how about it's this? Uh, how about this controller, though? <laughs> like, the one that it just looks like a Stadia controller. It just looks like a black Stadia <laughs> controller. I yeah, can't believe yeah. this. Well. Amazon is pretty, like, if you saw their new Echo Show, it looks like a Google, it looks exactly like a Nest Nest Home Max. 
like almost exactly mm-hmm. with a looks like a nesto max they moved the camera from the from the top center to the top right uh it's like a punch hole display camera and then they move oh, and then yeah. they, it's it's got the base of an original google home <laughs> it's like what it's exactly the same this is so funny because amazon are, is fine with just ripping people off it's fine and then they call it basics or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they designed it for us so we can take the r&d cost away and make it cheaper and oh, call it God. basics and google's over here like you know we don't white label those uh those designs yeah right? <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff that uh, amazon announced earlier and these echoes are just in the one part of it and nexus th- there are, yeah then there's like a lot of yeah, it's Nexus Q, except with felt on the top. And yeah, it's, it's which really is a Google thing, again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It seems so funny to me. And like, okay, so there are, there are so many... The reason why this is such an interesting announcement to me is because the, the conversations that... You were there with me. We were having conversations on Twitter about yeah. all of these things. And it was just... There was a lot of laughs and a lot of like... A lot of, a lot of people were in different camps. So when it came to Luna, people like Thunder E were... They're open to it. I mean, he's a gamer mm-hmm. through and through. He's, so he's open to open. anything gaming related. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but there are other people who are just saying this is going to be dead on arrival, even worse than Stadia, which I find funny because maybe maybe I'm in the minority, but people like Nick Gray and myself, we're still playing Stadia. We still like it. Like, it's fun. It may not, it may not have delivered on all the promises it originally had, but it's still usable and fun. I think, um, and I was I was thinking about this earlier, and I think I tweeted a little bit about it, but I think it comes down to, like, Xbox Game Pass kind of, like, it didn't, it also set the bar, but it also kind of uh, embodies what people want from a game streaming service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the ultimate, like, game streaming service for most people that most people would be probably more willing to pay for is something that is basically like the Netflix of games where you pay, you know, $7 a month and you get access to like every game. And that's yeah. basically what Xbox Game Pass is. Um, but that has even more benefits because you can play it on your Xbox, you can play it on your your phone, you can play it on whatever. I think a big reason Stadia had trouble was because it's, you still had to buy the games outright. Yeah. And if you're going to spend 60 bucks, you don't necessarily want to buy something that one, you have to have a really good internet connection to play. And two, like I use Stadia occasionally just to kind of check in on it. And also because I have a couple games on it that I've never played before, like uh, doom eternal. And um, I have red dead redemption on there and I have a pretty good internet connection and it'll like be good for like 10 minutes. But then occasionally there's just like it occasionally it'll just suffer. And I think people don't want to pay full price for something that's going to be pretty random, whether or not it has issues or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you've got Luna. And I think a lot of the reason that people are calling it DOA is, one, because Amazon is a weird company for people to associate gaming with. And anyone that, like, seriously games probably would not consider it, literally just on the brand name itself. Um... The other thing is like the channel thing. And personally, I think the channel thing is pretty dumb. I think they should have taken the like Xbox approach because like Ubisoft makes basically one series. I mean, they make a lot. They make a crap load. But, you know, Assassin's Creed is kind of always their flagship stuff. And 
is anyone going to be willing to pay like, you know, $6 a month for just Ubisoft titles or just Bethesda titles? Like, I feel like that's a lot to ask, especially since you were saying like, you know, we're kind of subscription to death. Adding another subscription just for one studio seems like a really bad deal. Yeah, um, that, that, that's how, really trying to merge the, like you said earlier, the old school TV cable network. Yeah, thing. yeah, exactly. And I think be, like people are tired of of that model because cable networks are dying. Like the, I mean, you know, they're arguably being revived in like what you said. There's like the Amazon. Uh, you can add channels through Amazon. I don't know if people actually do that. Um, I assume they do because there's so many things like HBO, which you'll actually pay for to have because there's so much good content on HBO. And it's yet another subscription is a thing. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. And so people are so subscriptioned out that like that that model of like paying for the channels you want is it's kind of dead. It, it, it's not dead. It, it was dying because of streaming. And I think mm -hmm. it should die because it's just going to cost you so much in the end if you want access to all this stuff. Um, but I think that it's... It has a couple of saving graces, Amazon thing does. One is that uh, it's like the controller itself is like cheaper than the Stadia controller by a considerable amount. I think the Stadia controller is like, what is it, $80, $70? I think it was like with Founders. I think that was the Founders package. Founders was like $120, but it, oh. came, with a, but it came with a Chromecast. Oh. Um, but this one is $50, so that's good. And like you said, it looks just like a Stadia controller. Two, $6.99 a month is... Or, yeah, six ninety nine a month is considerably cheaper than the ten dollars a month that Stadia is. Yeah, uh, you get access to all the games, right? Like it's kind of better than Stadia in a ton of ways already. I um, also think that the whole—I um, mean, Stadia did not, like I said, it didn't really fulfill some of the promises. I think that one of those promises was integration with YouTube. It's yeah. not very seamless. Meanwhile, yeah. Twitch is a big focus right. for this one. So I think that's, that that plays to one of Amazon's strengths really well. And something that Amazon always does is they gobble up companies and then kind of integrate them with their other services. And you can imagine um, if it really, if you can play on any display, right? If you could play on a PC, you could play on this and that. A big thing for Google was they were like, oh, if you're watching a stream on YouTube gaming, then there'll be a little option where you can press like join the play, join the streamer. But like, YouTube gaming is not even close to being as prevalent as Google would like it to be. Mm -hmm. Whereas Twitch is the most popular gaming platform in the world, bar none. You know, we've seen like things try to compete like Mixer, which eventually just get shut down. Right. And uh, and so and then they integrated like that with Facebook gaming, which definitely no one uses. And so like people might think of it. I'm kind of retracting my previous statement by a little bit. People might Think of Amazon as like, you know, why would I go to them for gaming? But at the end of the day, they own Twitch. So if you're watching a Twitch stream and there's an option to like have Luna, you can jump in and play with this Twitch streamer. That's actually a that's a huge opportunity for Amazon. Even if, if they people... can integrate that, because I think the only thing they can do right now, or at least based on the literature, <laughs> the only thing I feel like they can do right now is if you're playing it, it will immediately like it can be a seamless uh, stream. Like yeah. you can immediately start a stream. So if anybody is out there looking to like just create a Twitch channel, which a lot of people are, like if anything, COVID has uh, forced, not forced, it has invited people to start podcasts, Twitch channels, yeah. all these did, things. Did you see that? Were you watching the live stream though? No, today? I wasn't. They, they had a slide where they were like, um, if you're watching 
a Twitch oh, so streamer. So they did say that. You, yeah, they said you can jump in and oh, play with them. They they almost it almost felt like the whole Luna presentation felt like the original Stadia presentation. And I think a big like a lot of the features Stadia still has not delivered yet. Oh you yeah, Stadia Stadia is still in like alpha. Um, yeah, agreed. And it's depressing because it was like a year and a half ago that they announced it. Longer than that. You know the other you know the other wild card that I keep thinking of as far as just Luna is concerned is um AWS. They have yeah. such a huge data um pool and yep. their servers are just so robust. Yeah. I mean I think I mean, even Google even websites too, like ours still use AWS. <laughs> I mean everything uses AWS. Yeah, AWS is so good cuz they can just spin up as many. That's literally like I remember back when I was in college and I was doing a technology and business course like AWS is what made Amazon really into what it is now yeah. like there's no way that they would be as big as they are without it and it's so good at just spinning up servers so yeah i mean google has that too in a way right because google has servers everywhere but they're not they don't have nearly as many servers as aws does like yeah they just have farms I mean, just and think farms of, and farms just think of trying to share something in google drive compared to aws like google drive is just so much clunkier yeah. and it's, it's really odd that, that that it's like that from a company like google um all right I so mean, it's google <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. All right. So we we had, as I mentioned earlier, part. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love that you 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 did call me out. I did not watch the actual announcement. Um, I was just following everyone's tweets about no, it. No, I mean, it, for some reason they made it a like select media only thing, and I don't know why. When oh, okay. So it wasn't to everybody. Yeah, you had to have a special invite code and like okay. use a thing, and it was weird. It, that's weird because there was no embargo, so we just tweet things out in real time anyway so i don't really i don't know whatever yeah well thank goodness for all of your guys' tweets because that was how i got into this news and also that's how i got into some really fun conversations there mm. are a lot it's so funny to me how a company like amazon could simultaneously put out products like regular echoes and luna that get people kind of excited and they're like oh yeah great this is a good upgrade to the things that we have right now like the arrow uh routers people are like oh good like better mesh routing that's great like yeah. i'm into that and then they could bring and then in the, in the same breath they can announce something that everyone's like what yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, of yeah. course we're talking about ring home okay yeah. this is the weirdest thing to me because there are people on both sides i don't know where you are but i know people who like john rettinger i'm not trying to call them i'm just saying this no, is, yeah, you can find, you can really find them on twitter it. they're so into this little yeah. drone that will fly around your home and map yeah. your house yeah i'm so conflicted because it's like i i will agree that google and amazon and even at this point apple they probably have a lot of my life in data points in their servers. I agree. Like it's not like privacy is at all what I what we assume it to be. Yeah. But a little drone that every now and then will just take pictures of my home. It still feels a little too much to me. Uh, yeah. Did you see the promotional video they put out for it with the burglar? Yeah. <laughs> that is so. I saw it literally just before we started recording and I scoffed so loud because I was just yeah. like, it was so like, ugh, just the definition of what we were taught that a, like a burglary looked like, you know, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Stereotypical. That's the word. Yeah, it was, it was stereotypical. And also I kept thinking to myself, like speaking as somebody who has literally been robbed before, there is nothing. Yeah. It's nothing like that. And also yeah. 
they that commercial made it look like it was like a fun little romp like it was right. like this weird yeah. making light of a burglary like what are you doing amazon yeah, and yeah, like yeah. this little thing is going to come up to it and say it's not going to make the guy run outside yeah yeah i mean he's the, still going to take stuff with him even if he's right. on camera <laughs> right the benefit is that you know you film the whole thing happening so you have way more evidence and whatever yes. um I think Amazon's really obsessed with drones, which is kind of weird. Like, I remember in 2012 when they first announced the, like, drone delivery system, which I still don't think is ruled out in any kind of capacity, really. Um, But it shocked everybody, I think, because for the past, you know, basically since the Cambridge Analytica thing happened in, like, 2017, for the past three years, we have been obsessed with privacy stuff and just realizing that we don't really have privacy when it comes to like all the services that we use in our lives. Um, And so adding more cameras to your house, like even if they say that they're not on or whatever is just kind of a weird, huge invasion of privacy thing. Like the, the Google nest uh, nest hub mini, the one that everyone was buying because it's like 60 bucks and it has a display and like, I think that's what it's called. It used to be called Google Home Hub. Now it's Nest Hub Mini. Um, they intentionally have no camera on that because they and they made a, a big deal about that because they were like, we don't have a camera on this because we don't think it needs one or like they have a or they have a slider on it or something. I can't remember, but um, so it's kind of a big deal for for people to have more cameras in their houses, especially when these are the companies that we know are taking all of our data, right? So I'm not paranoid to the point where I think that Amazon taking my voice data matters that much. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it does make you feel a little bit paranoid when there's just like more cameras and microphones just everywhere in your house. You know, it makes us less secure about our privacy in general. And especially like, a drone is like what i get what it's used for um i also think that it's only supposed to be used for like when there's a security issue when there's an alert yeah so you better better have amazing integration with your other home products that that, and also it's not a it's i mean it's not big but it's not necessarily small and like are people willing to like spend like a hundred bucks or whatever to like have someone something sit somewhere permanently that will maybe never get used you know, it seems kind of weird. And then and then when it does get used, like you said, you have to know for a fact that it will do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of strange. I don't well, know. It's, I guess it's just sort of insurance, right? Because insurance is the same way. You're going to pay a bunch of money a month yeah. to insure all of your stuff. Totally. And nothing would ever happen, maybe. You know? Or like home security systems you have to pay monthly for usually. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just think that it looks very dystopian because of like, if you think of like, uh, if you think of like Half-Life, you know, the, the drones that like fly around in half-life that are just like, name yourself, you know, like those things, like that's what they look like sort of just the, I mean, they don't, but they're drones. And so when there's drones that are controlled by Amazon that fly around and and take video, it's a little dystopian. It's so funny. I I just, slight tangent, but we were talking earlier about tropes in David Immel shows 
talking about his hair and the word dystopian are like the two <laughs> the two things that come up. Uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, and film cameras. So those are the three things. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the I don't know. I just look at it, and while I un- again, I understand the use case, and if I can actually control that thing rather than just letting it uh activate for, uh, during a burglary for example that's fine like i get that if i can control it then every now and then i will use it to map and record my area for insurance purposes i mm. get that um but of course one of our other friends said then just walk around and take pictures of stuff i'm like okay i get it but like <laughs> literally all of tech is about making those things more convenient right um but the one thing that makes me shiver when i look at this is two things the first thing was kind of making light of it where maybe there's going to be a movie where one of these products are in it and someone hacks it to plan an escape route <laughs> from a heist. Right. Um, but then the other one is, and it almost feels like an inevitability with any of these companies. Imagine having one of these in your in your house and then they have to announce that they had a security data breach. Yeah, and that all of your camera data was taken and yeah that's 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 the thing that's like what i mean like putting more cameras all throughout your house or microphones all throughout your house is already kind of weird because we know that these companies take so much data but then if that data gets taken by other people that's really you know right now we have uh breaches and people steal credit cards but what if they could steal like you know the passcode to your your smart lock for the front of your house or like, you know, what you're doing. I don't know. And and again, like, I don't think people should be necessarily individually worried because unless you live in a multi-billion dollar mansion, which again, Jeff Bezos could, you know, get his house broken into if someone stole this video. But yeah. um, Anyway, it's, it's just a weird privacy is weird. Privacy is something that I don't think that we really need more cameras in our, in our houses. (laughs) So you bring up a really good point though. um, And it might be one of those like totally different conversations for another time, but sometimes these products, certain products, not all of them, but certain products do feel like they are catered towards a very specific demographic. And something like a something like a ring home might be for like the affluent, for some for someone who's like much richer. Like right. definitely not for someone like me. I could not think of just my family home here needing something like that. Because yeah. ideally the lives that we lead don't lend themselves to <laughs> this level of security. You know? Yeah. I think it comes down to it it comes down to like the bubbles that especially these tech companies, right? Because these tech companies are based in Silicon Valley and they're based in like Amazon's based in Seattle. But um, either way, the people, the engineers who are making all this stuff live a certain lifestyle because they make a crap load of money. And I think that's where this disconnect comes with both like engineers think very different they think very logically and very differently necessarily from like how consumers actually use stuff uh and then two yeah they they think of like you know every every like product video that we see sees people living these very rich lifestyles and like going out to do these things and like it's useful for when you're rich and you're out with your friends all the time and you have a lot of money and uh, i mean here's a direct example they also announced ring connect that only works in Teslas. Uh, <laughs> so it's built into Teslas and it's got, uh, it connects to your phone for when your Tesla tries to get broken into. So there you go. That's basically like the direct example, but like, yeah, these people, <laughs> they make they make products to solve their problems, 
but especially when you live in Silicon Valley and you're an engineer or you live in Seattle and you're, you're an engineer and you make $200,000 a year, that's not what normal people are experiencing. <laughs> so. Yeah, 100%. And it's it, it's funny you mentioned the Tesla thing because I think Nick last week, when I was talking about how bad the air quality was here, he was like, just go sit it's in like, your Tesla. Sit in your Tesla. It's got the <laughs> air filtration. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for reminding me I don't have a Tesla. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing I, it now. The Ring Car Connect, mm-hmm. Car Cam, Car Alarm. Um, I mean, from a practical standpoint, certain again, in the same breath, they provide practical products yeah. and then products that make no sense to most yeah. of us yeah products that are like oh are you are you a millionaire great here's some more security so you can you can hide your millions from the burglars that are just going to come to your house who will who will literally react like oh oh my a god drone. a small little drone that's recording yeah. me just yeah. smack it with a crowbar you know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Break it, yeah i don't know it's um, oh man it's a weird world it's getting I know I say dystopian all the time, but I I feel like every week I I open my eyes and I'm like, wow, when did we when did we slip into where we are now? Because this is literally like the stereotypical storybook dystopia that we used to read about when I was a kid. It's one of those you know, hindsight things. It feels like you know. Oh, for sure, and I and I do feel like, and this will probably be the point we end on. But the um, <laughs> great. <laughs> what, what's Exciting. funny to me is that I, I do feel that way. But when I look at it in sort of like a global sense, it really is going to be just America that has this level of it because I don't see even we talk about affluence and all and whatnot. And this is this mm. is a very heady thought, but. Um, when I think about other places that have higher levels of technology and higher levels of wealth, mm. they don't have this sort of scaredy cat, I'm afraid of everything mentality. Like, I don't see anybody in Singapore using a ring home. Right. It just doesn't, it just doesn't click in my head that someone in Singapore who has this much money would need this or even feel like they do. And it's really just us here in North America that have this sort of like proclivity towards these things. I think that it's a kind of mind think too that's very different where like America is very individualistic, right? Like I want to build something. I want to protect what I built. I want to protect my home, protect my property. That's why like, you know, this whole second amendment thing and whatever like that. And I, I kind of bring up this every now and then when I, when you, when you think about like, um, I remember when I was reviewing the Xiaomi Mi 8 and it was two or three years ago and I was reading up on the development of Xiaomi and how they became a company and like I remember reading that like a big part of their growth didn't even have to do with like necessarily the quality of their products but it had to do with the people buying them wanted the company to do well because it was a Chinese it was a Chinese smartphone manufacturer who at the time, like China didn't make that many smartphones. It was like Samsung and LG and like Motorola made all the phones and China didn't come until later. So yeah. when so when Chinese smartphone companies started to pop up, people in China have much more of like a groupthink mentality, which is like, how do we make China great? I really want, you know, we, we want China to be the envy of the world. Uh, America is literally the opposite. America is like, how do I get rich? How do I protect my stuff? Um, you used a, you used a word that does fit individualism, but I've seen people on my feeds like sort of, uh, they, they correct it. It's more American exceptionalism. Oh, 
rather than yeah. individualism. Because individualism is one thing, but exceptionalism where it's you against everything. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, I, that guess, I think I, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess if you just, yeah, exceptionalism as a, as a general term, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's kind of the, I think that's the difference. Like if you look at more Asian countries, they, they care more about everybody around them. That's why people... This isn't even political. This is why people wear masks in fucking Asia when they're just when they're sick. You know, like the whole point is because they don't want other people to get sick on the train. Yeah. Or or really, all you're doing is just making it so that other people feel more comfortable to be around you. Exactly. You know, I hear a lot of people who, who I hear people, not a lot of people, but I know people who have said, I don't really think it's that big of a deal, but I wear it because other people have to be around me. And if yeah. they feel uncomfortable, then that ruins my relationship with but, them. <laughs> but that's a whole thing in Asia. It's like if like people wear masks for a long time because if you're sick, you just don't want to get other people sick. Yeah. Right? Or you don't want other people to be worried that if you cough around them that they're gonna get sick. So like that's that's the whole thing. They care more about the strangers around them, whereas in America we've been kind of trained to think just about getting ahead and you know i don't know protect the american yourself. the american dream work hard get rewarded that kind of thing so protect yourself which is why security is this exactly big. and it's so funny security and privacy are sometimes on the opposite ends of the spectrum in yeah. this sense yeah so it's it's, it's really odd um I, I would yeah um yeah. i actually wanted to try to find a way to get the audience more involved in this so i might actually with the tweet or pushes that i do with this episode, I might end up, uh, I might end up like asking people on Instagram and Twitter, how do you feel about this whole privacy thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But in any case, um, yeah, we've kind of hit that one hour mark, actually dead center, one hour. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're going to go ahead and call it on this episode. Thank you so much again for being on David. Um, it's always so great to have you on and we always have like, our, our conversations flow very well. I always yeah. love that. Um, so let everybody know where to find you, what you've been up to now that you're back from, uh, your mini vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So mini vacation. And then this week was kind of slow, but I've just been like catching up on a lot of stuff. Um, it's, things are going to get super insane because these are public things now, but, um, Google's lunch night in is on the 30th. Uh, so that's going to be, have you been seeing those advertisements pixel versus pixel? No, I haven't seen it. They're they're super cute. I have to say, like they they have nothing to do with the the Pixel Five. It's just about Pixel in general having certain features. So it's Pixel oh. phone versus Pixel the dog. It's a dog, and they're basically <laughs> saying like the Pixel has all day battery life. Pixel the dog falls asleep by lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Google is pretty good when they with their advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's funny. really cute. It's really funny. Anyway, go ahead. Um. So yeah, I mean, like based on like leaks, there should be a ton of new hardware coming out. And then, you know, we've got the OnePlus 8T, which is also formally announced for the, the 14th, which has a, you know, that's a whole nother thing. And I'm sure that we'll see another Huawei phone, another this phone. And luckily, mid-November into December is quiet, so we actually get to relax. However, um, yeah, things are going to pick up real hard starting next week. So, uh, But if you want to find me, I'm all over Twitter, probably more than I should be, at um, DervidML. If you want to follow me on Instagram, where I occasionally post life updates that don't have to do with tech, uh, that's just David ML. And then you can find my work on AndroidAuthority.com and YouTube.com slash AndroidAuthority. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, all the links for David and, of course, for myself and Pocket Now are found in the show notes, and I'll run through them in the outro starting 
Now, make sure to follow David across the interwebs using the links that are in the show notes. You'll also find links for me, your host, Joshua Vergara, across Instagram and Twitter at the handle JVTechT. Because I'm JV, I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. You can also find me on YouTube doing content on things like the Apple Watch SE over at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. As far as Pocket Now is concerned, you can find us at large on social media at Pocket Now on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, head on over to PocketNow.com and the YouTube channel for all of the best coverage. After all, videos come out basically every single day. Uh, with all that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for listening to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you in the next episode.